Systematic. Systematic. Recorded in Humble Park, Chicago. Systematic podcast. Hosted by Twin Sisters. It's a magic podcast. Alexis and Samantha. Samantha. Just in case your friends have systematic podcast. It, 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 it's a magic podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Systematic Podcast. The show about politics, pop culture, and, and sisterhood. sisterhood. We're your co-hosts, Alexis and Sam. Hopefully, you know who we are by now. Right. Hopefully. And we're on episode four. So, yes, we're making some progress. Yes, we hear. Thank you uh, for tuning in again. If you've listened to all of our other episodes, thanks for keeping up. Thanks for sharing with your friends and rating and all of that good stuff. So remember in episode two, when we told you all that we were interested in possibly going to Washington, D.C. for a day of action for Puerto Rico in September? Well, we have some news for you guys. We packing our bags today because that day of action is tomorrow. So catch us on Capitol Hill, making moves. And by making moves, she means that we were invited by a local Puerto Rican nonprofit group that we're a part of, the Puerto Rican Agenda. And we're going to be partnering with a few other national Puerto Rican nonprofit groups. Um, all together, we're going to be meeting with over about 70 different congressmen and women to advocate for issues on the island of Puerto Rico, um, policy issues that will help the island both recover from the hurricane and recover from the mounting debt crisis that it's currently in. So it's a big day, it's a lot going on. We're really looking forward to playing our small part in this huge effort. Um, and hopefully this day can lead to some actual um, change down the line. And uh, yeah, just send us some good vibes and hopefully we run into AOC because that would be really cool. That's Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if you don't know. But anyway, keep up with us on social media tomorrow because we're going to be trying to like post as much as we can about like our experiences on the Hill and in Congress and shit. So look out for that. So per usual, we have a really dope, inspiring guest this week. And um, that's Becca Brown. But uh, before we get into that, we just want to dig into a few quick um, current events. Alexis, I know um, you wanted to talk about this like huge New York Times report that just came out, right? What what was what was that about? Right. So this weekend, um, some New York Times reporters came out with news um, about one of our Supreme Court justices. Surprise, surprise! Brett Kavanaugh is in the news again. So y'all probably remember the sexual assault allegations that were levied against Brett Kavanaugh by Dr. Christine Blasey Ford last year. Um, you know, despite how compelling her testimony it was and how deeply she felt impacted by Brett Kavanaugh's assault, alleged assault, um, he was still, his confirmation was still rammed through Congress and he was seated on the Supreme Court, which we all know um, is a lifetime appointment. Um, so it's just a year after that. And of course, there's new sexual assault allegations that have come to light um, thanks to the New York Times reporting. Um, so so we don't really have all of the details yet about this new allegation. Um, but regardless of if this new allegation is entirely credible or it's not, there's a really disturbing pattern um, of violence being perpetuated against women here by someone who is sitting on the country's highest court. Um, it's just super not okay um a bunch of presidential um 
Democratic presidential candidates right now are speaking out about it. Um, Senator Elizabeth Warren um, has made tweets about it, saying that she thinks that Kavanaugh should be impeached, as has um, uh, Senator Kamala Harris. So um, it's it's a huge issue, and I think it really is just should be alarming and concerning to everyone that we even have to sit here as citizens of this country and wonder whether or not someone who is sitting on the highest court and making decisions that will impact all of our lives Mm -hmm. and the lives of um generations of american citizens that we even have to sit here and wonder and hope that he's not this horrible trash human being who commits these types of assaults um and he probably is so yeah yeah i'm definitely with uh, elizabeth warren and kamal harris his ass needs to be impeached or step down or something right it's a really difficult process though so yeah we'll just have to like wait and see how everything like unfolds right it definitely wouldn't happen under this administration but we'll see what what other evidence and information comes to light but that's that on brett kavanaugh Okay, Sam, so I know that in the world of pop culture, you also had some bombshell news or events that you wanted to talk about. You want to get into it? Yes. Oh, my God. Breaking news, guys. Um, Season 17. Yes. The new season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians is, like, totally back. And, you know, as much as, like, these, like, this family is, like, you know, like, you, you love them or you hate them it's still an obsession like they're just like at the fucking like epicenter of pop culture like the world of pop culture right now so it's like yeah whether or not you love or hate them feel like we should talk about it so we're a few episodes into season 17 and there's already so much drama per usual um i just think that it's like pretty crazy that it's season 17 and just like america and the world has been watching this family for so long um whether i've actually never seen one episode of keeping up with the Kardashians. like a full episode um i've seen like people have it on but i've never like sat down and watched an episode or I don't even know what the show is like, really. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't watch it religiously at all, but I've seen an episode for sure. Anyway, um, yeah, whether or not you, like, love them or you think that they should just go away, I think that their influence in the world is just undeniable. Right. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, like, valid um, critiques that have been levied against them. You know, definitely, like, a lot of, like, problematic things um that you know each of them have done um should we give some examples i feel like people should know right we have the kendall jenner pepsi commercial debacle where she offered a can of pepsi to a police officer during a protest allegedly you know it looks like a protest about police brutality so that was weird um we have the issues yeah there's like the whole you know cultural appropriation debate and you know talking about um, pretty much all of the sisters, like, stealing, you know, aesthetics and things like that from black and brown cultures and, like, Kylie Jenner literally stealing designs from, like, black or brown designers. Um, so there's definitely, you know, a lot of, like, critiques and things that they have done, but, you know, they also are just, like, really successful businesswomen and, you know, Kim trying to be a lawyer now and she, like, met with the president of the United States, so it's just, Which like... Which is also problematic. Yeah, definitely. Um, but 
you know, they're, they're here, they're just huge influencers in, like, style and beauty, um, and they have a huge impact on their fan base, which is primarily young women, so, um, personally, I hope that they just continue to grow and use their platform and resources for, like, the betterment of society, that would be great, personally, I have kind of low expectations, but they're definitely entertaining, so we'll see what the fuck season 17, um, has to offer, and, um, death drama, but hopefully Kim doesn't have lupus, I don't think she does. In other pop culture news, I uh, just wanted to mention Meg Thee Stallion, who we were talking about in the last episode. She just got signed to Rock Nation, so shout out her. Can't wait to see how her sound and brand develops with this new team behind her. Right, crossing our fingers for a collab with Beyonce. That would be crazy. Also wanted to shout out Froske, who we talked about in episode two with uh, Carly. Uh, they just had this like really amazing write-up in the Chicago Tribune and uh, Ava DuVernay retweeted Ava them. DuVernay. Yeah, so that was crazy. Um, can't wait to see what they keep doing. Right, and check out Froskate's Instagram page for a link to the article and clips from the video by the Trib. Alright, so it's interview time, y'all. We have the amazing Becca Brown sitting down with us. Want to thank her again for taking the time out of her day. She's a hilarious comedian, amazing singer and writer. And I think the conversation is like really like genuine and like she is really open and honest with us. Um, so we really appreciate that. We hope you guys can take something away from it. And also listen to the interlude and outro music of this episode because they're clips of Becca's song forgot your name which is so funny and um yeah also guys don't forget to leave a comment or like rate and review uh we really appreciate it so welcome back to systematic uh it's um sam i'm alexis we're e- eating, eating popcorn, popcorn. And we're sitting here with the amazing Becca Brown. Hey! <laughs> I love the beginning of podcasts when you, like, act like you haven't been sitting with the person for, like, the last 20 minutes while everyone's setting up levels. Totally. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> just for, like, people that don't, don't not, maybe not familiar with you, you're an actor, musician, yeah. comedian, producer, writer, right? Yeah, all uh, sorts of things. Um, you from Chicago? I am originally from Chicago, from the area of... Lakeview, um, but I have lived all over Chicago. I've also gone to school all over Chicago, so I feel like I've like just grown up all over the city. Chicagoan, a Chicagoan, yes. But Boys Town was my neighborhood. Like I'm talking on Sundays when we would like walk to church, we would see like drag queens like going home. That sounds like <laughs> a different experience than a lot of people. Quite different. <laughs> well, your family must have been like really like open minded to totally like wanna live in that area. Um, yeah, all my dad's friends are like gay men. And um, we just grew up in like that area, and one of my dad's best friends is a drag queen. So like we have, we were a pretty progressive family. Like I knew what gay was when I was like five, and I was like that's super dope. into it. I was like, that's cool. That's dope. Yeah, I haven't thought about that, but I feel like I mean our family was really like Catholic, but yeah, and religious, but also <laughs> really open minded. Like my dad had a gay, like really close best friend yeah. for a while, who and was like also they were like both part of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, me and my sisters, both, all three of us are, like, very queer. And the jury's out on Elijah, my 15-year-old brother. He does, I don't know if he knows yet, but he does have a girlfriend, and she's not very nice to him. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think that he feels pressure to, like, fit in with you guys? Um, you he actually, this is really sad. He said to my mom, 
and then my mom said to me because my mom can't keep secrets um she goes elijah doesn't feel that you guys are siblings because you're like an authority figure because you're so much older than him and i was like that's not my fault <laughs> oh no they're probably like intimidated by you yeah he you know i think it's just that like since there is like an 11 year age difference between mm-hmm. me and him and then like a seven year difference between uh, my sisters and him famously my my sisters are also twins who also went to grade school with you guys yeah when are your wait so are you guys gemini twins yeah sarah and georgia are gemini, gemini twins as when well is their birthday That's may 22nd so they're right or may 20th May 20th. This, the twi- Sarah, and I always refer to them as the twins, but my sisters who are twins, Sarah and Georgia are uh, Cancer Moons, Geminis, with a Libra rising. Actually, famously, everyone, <laughs> I keep on saying famously like people know. Um, everyone <laughs> in my family, famous. the twins are famous. Um, I'm like kind of like behind them in fame, and then <laughs> Elijah is on his way because he's like a jazz saxophone player and he like is a YouTuber. Yeah. He's like one of those like YouTube kids who's like, hey guys, it's me, Gen Elijah. Z <laughs> YouTube kid. Yeah. Like, yes, Gen Z YouTube kid for sure. He like speaks in like TikToks. And I don't, I don't have TikTok. Oh, yeah. oh, I think I, if I had TikTok, if I were making TikToks, it would be, I'm like too old for that because I'm 27. Wait, is TikTok like the same thing as like musically? Like what's TikTok? It's basically Vine. Okay. So. But it's a little longer, I think. I haven't. Okay, wait, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, okay, so first off, I wanted to say that like as me and Sam, right, we've recently started this podcast and as we've been thinking about what kind of guests we want to like have on and feature on the show, um, we've keep because like there's so many people that are doing interesting things, and we've kept coming back to mm-hmm. this guiding goal of like the kind of person that we want to highlight, which is someone who is we think like dynamic, inspiring, and like someone who's like pushing barriers or pushing back on <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Listeners, I'm blushed. I'm blushing. I'm absolutely like. <laughs> flabbergasted no. i can't find words <laughs> but like yeah so and we think that you fit those like that guide that we're trying to follow really well um especially like i think dynamic is a word that i want to touch on too because like i feel like as women especially in the media we're all yeah. often like not shown as being like as multi-dimensional as women are right like in movies like mm-hmm. you're just like kind of like one stock character or whatever yeah um, she wants to find love right mm-hmm. and, and then a, she finds love in the office that she works at <laughs> mm-hmm. right. and in real life like the women in our lives like our mothers our friends yeah. our teachers like people are so much especially women are so much more complex so that's something that we want really want to highlight oh my god. so thanks for joining us oh my god thanks for having me yeah. i was like really nervous and when i get nervous i break out um, I was like, don't worry, we're not going to grill you about, like, pol- political. No, yeah, it wasn't things. that. I was just like, okay, so, like, we're all holding hands, we're all crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, the Smizer twins are, like, so just, like, cool. And I'm, <laughs> I am who I am. And I was oh like, my oh, goodness. my God, am I going to be, like, an asshole and, like, be, like, just awkward and dumb? No. But no. here we are. That's news to me. Um, also, Becca is like a local Chicago legend, so I don't know what you're talking about. Literally, everyone knows you. Like, it's in weird every of life. So I I run into people from like all f- eight high schools that I went to, and all like twelve grammar schools that I went to, like on a daily basis. Like I and I'm not gonna name names, obviously, because that would be bad. But I ran into a girl who went to my like first elementary school. <laughs> at an AA meeting and I was literally like I 
I, she was like, do you remember me? And I was like, no. And then she was like offended. And I was like, you can't, because I was like literally in fifth grade and I had trauma and I was like having a terrible time at that school. And all I could remember was how mean everyone was to me. So I'm sorry that I don't remember your name, uh, person. (laughs) Life is hard. Life is hard. Is that something that you'd be interested in talking about? Like, cause I know you've had like whole journey, right? With sobriety. Yeah, I'm like sober. Um, all I'll say is that, um, I used to drink a lot. I used to do drugs a lot and that was like fun for a while. And then it was like fun with like some problems. And then it was just like, after a while it was like only problems. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I want my life to be fun again. And I don't think drinking more will make it go back to being fun. So I stopped. Yeah. And I did it, like, cold turkey for a little bit. And then I guess for me, like, I didn't know I was sick. And I just thought I was a bad person. Like, that's what it was. I was like, I'm a bad person. I keep on having these, like, janky relationships with janky dudes. And, like, I always feel sad. And I thought it was, like, the... They thought it was the alcohol itself. Like, the actual, like, chemical (laughs) itself. The poison that was, like, doing that to me was actually, like, my soul. Mm-hmm. was like just like covered up by a bunch of stuff um and yeah. it was like also like just like all sorts of things like codependency food stuff like you know um uh, honesty stuff and and um yeah it's basically just for me like not only is it like a addiction to the chemicals itself but it's also just like a thinking problem like mm-hmm. people, it, it's like a very AI thing to say is like you have a drinking problem but you also have a thinking problem mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like I know like I'm laughing at it but it's true like it's it's 100% like to do with the way that like addicts think yeah in addition to like a physical like literal allergy to the mm-hmm. stuff anyway yeah but I'm, I'm super glad to be sober like I'm uh, almost two years off alcohol and then that's amazing I haven't smoked pot oh my god i sound old i haven't smoked pot the ganja the the devil's lettuce (laughs) since january of this year so like and is that because like you think that that like i just have to do it 100 percent. i just have to be like 100 percent like clear clear minded um i do like sometimes miss weed i do not miss alcohol at all Mm -hmm. it's like sucks because like i wish there was a world in which I could just, like, be normal and, like, drink sometimes and, like, kick it, like, have a glass of wine. But yeah. I know that, like, for me, a glass of wine is actually, like, leads to, like, two bottles of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I just can't. But it's been good. I, like, freaked out at first. Like, in my first, like, couple months of sobriety, like, I was, like, not performing uh, comedy anymore because I was, like, I need to be drunk or fucked up or, like, coked out to, like, be funny. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case at all anymore. Like actually i can't imagine going back to doing those things to yeah. try and like tell jokes mm-hmm. um yeah yeah well, i think that well one that those are really hard things to overcome yeah um also and, thanks like, for sharing cold, oh my god cold like you know cold turkey yeah. like that too um uh, but do you think that like while you've been on this journey that there's something i don't know that you've learned or done like that you've taken away from this journey that has been really helpful for like my life in general or for like my work specifically or like all of the above i guess like for people who might be might be struggling with some similar things oh yeah no the biggest thing for like um 
addiction and recovery is that like you're not alone that's like the hugest thing that I've learned because I specifically like when I first went in uh and first like stopped drinking and stopped using drugs and all that like I legitimately thought I was the only person on this entire planet with my problems I thought it was so special that like I was the only person that AA or like you know whatever like the steps like weren't going to work for me mm-hmm. and I had like an early like early in sobriety I had a friend be like you're not that special shut the fuck up and just like mm-hmm. just keep on coming to these meetings and keep on doing the work and like it'll start working for you um yeah I I just think that like if you're a person who like struggles with addiction like the best way to like stay sober is to talk to other people who have that addiction Mm-hmm. with anything whether it's like you know drugs and alcohol related or like gambling or you know sex or mm-hmm. totally food or like the lack of yeah yeah it's definitely like important to just like stay connected with other people who are in recovery yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was just gonna say um yeah i think that it's really cool how you like have gone through this journey and also like what you have kind of shared like publicly about it just like even like yeah following you on social media and like kind of knowing some things about like yeah what you have been going through Mm -hmm. like I think that that is like dope for what you're saying like it could be like other people might be going through that and be like oh like she like there's are other people that are like feel the same way yeah and like partially why because like when I when I first gave up drinking I like didn't tell people because I didn't know how long it was gonna be like I literally was in LA and I was doing a musical out there and I like somebody was leaving the show to like go back to New York and do something out there and we were having like a champagne toast and I was like I'm not gonna drink after this glass of champagne and I don't know how long but I just don't want I don't have a desire anymore Mm -hmm. and that literally was the last alcohol I had was like a cheeky like glass of champagne Mm -hmm. and I like feel like that's super classy and everything but then like what was to follow like was you know 30 days of like me being miserable and withdrawal like I didn't have the shakes because I had like realized I had a problem like months before I had my last drink is like my last blackout was like in October of 2017 Mm -hmm. and then like my last official drink was December 10th of 2017 but like I knew something was wrong I just like kind of stopped when I when I felt that like kind of like gut feeling I'm like this is my last drink Mm -hmm. for now and then I did things like one day at a time kind of you know without like going to meetings and I was like miserable it's like something called being a dry drunk which is like when you like are not drinking but you're still acting like a fucking alcoholic mm-hmm. um Interesting. yeah so like then I posted when I had 30 days like without mm-hmm. any alcohol and I like posted on Facebook and I was like well now I can't drink ever again because like literally yeah if I break my sobriety like the world's gonna know mm-hmm. and it's like kind of like for me to hold myself accountable it's kind of selfish and very leo of me to be like well i can't drink because of my fans like mm-hmm. <laughs> someone's gonna like see you in a bar and call you out or something right yeah <sighs> and there are times where like because there are bars in chicago that have um like 0.0 percent alcoholic beer mm-hmm. like there's n- zero alcohol in them and like one time somebody saw me like drinking one it was like a heineken non-alcoholic beer and somebody flipped out and was like are you okay like what's going on I was like 
0.0%. I promise you, like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, but also, like, that's not your business. Yeah. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's neither right. here nor there. No, totally. Yeah. That's, I but mean. But I know, I do like it. I, I get a lot of, like, messages from, like, people who are, like, my friends. Like, a lot of stand-up comedians, <laughs> shocker, have uh, drinking problems. But, like, a lot of my friends in Chicago, like, if they're ever experiencing, like, like I think I want to like stop drinking like mm-hmm. what's your trick I never like tell them like oh, right shit. away like mm-hmm. I'm always just like my trick is just to not do it for 24 hours mm-hmm. at a time still to this day I mean almost two years in I'm like I don't I can't say I'm never gonna drink again mm-hmm. what I can say is I'm not gonna drink today mm-hmm. totally did I just blow your mind <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a good, I think that's a really good way to yeah. look at it. It's like anything, mm-hmm. like a relationship, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Right. I think this gets to, like, another thing that we appreciate about, like, you and what you do is, like, you were talking about honesty, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's something that you seem to, like, try and practice. I think, and it, it comes, I mean, you're very open, especially online about your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm, most people don't do online. Like most people aren't honest online about or like their life, things they're struggling with, yeah. like, um, things that they like want to speak out against. Yeah. Do so, you want to know why? Yeah. I'll tell you why. It's because from the age of five up till, I mean, even sometimes now, like, and I catch myself now, but like for a long, long time, I was like a pathological liar. And I literally like would just tell people like I, there are still people I think out in this world who think I'm like from Canada. Like, and I would just say the stupidest shit, like, dumb shit that like doesn't matter. It was like, oh yeah, I was in the like Canadian tour of Les Mis like when I was a kid. And like, that's bullshit. Like it was all, and this is, it stems from when I was in, um, my first lie I ever told was when I was in like first grade. I was having a bad day and um, I have a summer birthday, which like sucks for a Leo because like we want that like classroom birthday celebration. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I knew I wasn't gonna get it, but I like just was having a bad day. I was like, I'm gonna cash in my birthday today. It's gonna be my birthday, and I like kind of just like told my teacher I was like, it's my birthday, and she was like, oh my god, okay, yeah, we'll do the celebration, which was like you sit in a circle and you're in the middle of the circle, center of attention, and every kid like goes around and says something they like about you oh and that like i needed that on that day so i like said it was my birthday <laughs> wasn't it was like in november um like but spiritually that day it was my birthday yeah. <laughs> um and then i like got in big trouble with my dad because the teacher was like i didn't know it was her birthday and um my dad like yelled at me scolded me and was like lying is worse than murder but like that like adrenaline rush that i got off of lying was like in, in instantly like I just started lying all the fucking time about yeah. stupid shit like that doesn't matter and now I you know and it's like only been like since I got sober that I am able to like fully tell the truth and like call myself out when I start to lie so I'll be like saying something I'll be like well, that's a lie actually it's this you know and it's like really embarrassing and hard to do that it's like embarrassing to ha- admit to like the fact that like I, like, randomly told people I was from Canada. Like, That's you know, so it's, like, embarrassing and dumb. Like, it's just, like, a... It's a disease, and it's, like, a issue. Yeah. But, like, I'm... I'm, it, I'm so honest now that, honestly, like, sometimes it feels, like, a little bit, like, masochistic of me to, like, put my life all mm. out there. But I don't, you know... 
I like being an open book and yeah. actually like being honest is so much easier than fucking lying. Yeah, totally. What a concept. Now I've heard everything. Well, because like social media, like people just like, yeah, normally like it's like people like just like curating their lives and you only like see what yeah. they want, what they want you to see. And it's like totally a facade. So yeah, definitely. Right. It can be helpful. I mean, it's helpful for people who like are creating brands for themselves sure. and trying to like get themselves out there but it's like harmful for especially young people who are like comparing themselves and yeah and i still do that i compare myself to like every comedian that i like want to be like if a comedian has more followers followers than me on twitter i'm like i go insane and i'm like why doesn't my tweet get as many retweets Aww. as hers <laughs> yeah no it's really fucking like difficult yeah, yeah. And yet, I can't take a break from social media because I'm addicted. <laughs> Same. Well, let's talk now about I'm super that addicted. A bit more, yeah. Yes, like social media, because, um, like you said, it, it can be like a really vulnerable place, mm-hmm. and like people also often jump to conclusions about people based on things like how many followers you have, or just like what kind of you know, just a few images or captions um, can give someone like what they think is enough information to like yeah come to a conclusion on who you are as a person. So. Do you think that there's um, things that people, like, seem to misunderstand about you um, based on social media and, like... Well, I think people think that since I have, like, over, you know, now I have, like, something like 27,000 followers on Instagram, people assume that I'm rich, and I'm like, ha, no, I am deliciously unemployed right now, like, in a way that is, like sometimes it's great but then there are days where I like do nothing for three days in a row and I'm like I'm tired from doing nothing Mm -hmm. um and I also am like I have no money so like people assume that I'm kind of like privileged privileged I I mean I am privileged because I you know I am white passing and you know I did grow up in like a middle class situation but like I I think people assume that I like have my shit together sometimes and like I am here to say, like, on this day, September 15th, 2019, is it 15th, that I, like, do not have my shit together, like, 99% of the time, and, like, I don't know, but then that's always been a thing for me since I was, like, a kid actor, like, is that Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, she's rich, and it's like, no, actually, like, um my parents had to use the money that I made off School of Rock to pay their mortgage because Becca the reception... Becca was the bass player in School of Rock. It's true. I was. that out there. I'm just going to casually drop it in. And, and, like, that's the other thing is that, like, people assume that I, like, really, like, hate talking about that, which is, like, not true. I, I guess I do, like, sometimes, like, feel resentment towards, like, that's the only, like, major credit that I have up until a couple months ago when I did Bring the Funny, yes. which, like, w- barely. I mean, I was on for one episode, and it's fine, and I, like, basically had, like, 15 seconds of screen time, which is... Did you meet, Did you get to talk to Amanda Seals, though? I love her. I spoke to her for a second. I love her podcast. Do you listen? Yeah. I've Small heard, doses. But, yeah. <sighs> She's, She's so great. good. Um, I spoke to her for barely a second. I basically, like, after the judges gave me their critiques, I made eye contact with her, and I said, I love you so much. And then, like, I gave her, like, a little, like, like half handshake hug, like, with both my hands. And then I walked off stage. Back to what we were talking about. Sorry. I keep yeah, on, like, yeah. Sorry. Misconceptions. misconceptions. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think for the most part people assume that I'm a bitch, which is hilarious. Like, and I, I know, like, don't go on the comment section, but, like, 
anytime like something of me comes up on like reddit or like um any of those mm-hmm. like weird like where are the kids from school of rock now like websites <laughs> usually the facts are wrong and on reddit like there will be like comments in the reddit section that are like i went to high school with that girl or my fr- my cousin went to high school with her and said that she's a huge bitch and a slut oh, and i'm no. like i mean all right yeah like you would be correct but like at the same time like <laughs> no ew like i i think it's gross to like ugh it's it's just like i, I mean the I people on of, those forums are just reddit yeah don't have anything i mean they're incels so yes they are oh my gosh uh, i really want to talk about Things yeah, Reddit's a terrible place. Reddit but, is uh, the trash hole of the internet, but I do like Google myself. I used to Google myself every day. I used to go on Twitter and like search um, my name and like see what the like latest tweets were about me. And mm-hmm. usually, like, I wouldn't even like get anything back on my name. I'd have to like type in like bassist school of rock, and it's like oh, no. now now it's like a bunch of like queer women, and like they're like I realized I was queer when I saw the girl from School of Rock, and I was like that. Makes me very happy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel you though on the misconceptions thing. I feel like the I will. I feel like that. Like I don't really share like super personal stuff about myself on my social media all the time. Like I like don't really like post like my family or like things like that. But yeah, I feel like most people on social media probably like think like ah oh, she does like cool stuff. Looks like she's doing well. And like I never post about like my anxiety or like my <laughs> what did i say when i got here i was literally like i was so nervous because you guys are the coolest but that's like what i see I from know. your social media and like when i yeah, run exactly. into you you're always like at a cool event that i'm also at which mm-hmm. is like why don't i think i'm cool if i'm at this cool event with <laughs> the coolest no. sisters alive yeah no, right. sh- i i mean yeah i feel that way too right like i don't post like i i've am very strategic about what i put on the internet because i feel like people like have invaded like my privacy and mental space so many times i'm just like i don't yeah. i don't care so i just you know i'm very strategic but there's I times where i don't post anything for months and then i'll like post something that i was doing and people are just like oh you're always like you're always doing bigger and better things or whatever and i'm just like yeah i mean i've been like depressed for like <laughs> like <laughs> you're like terribly depressed right people uh, like that sure see, like right. the good i thing. had an experience recently with a with a white woman who like she took something that I retweeted very, very, like, poorly to heart, and she basically, like, went off on me, like, not publicly, but, like, she sent me, like, a barrage of text messages, and then I, like, had screenshots and, like, receipts of stuff, and she, like, left me these, like, creepy fucking voicemails, but it was basically, like, it, it made me, like, aware of, like, oh, like, I should you know maybe be careful yeah. of like the company i'm keeping is this like a girl who was like my friend and like she of course she had issues of her own but like like yes there are videos on my insta where mm. i'm like making fun of white girls because i feel like as a <laughs> half white girl i can make fun of my yeah. own kind totally in a way that is like doesn't seem like bullying mm. and she got like super weird and defensive about it and, like, basically started, like, putting her own shit onto me. And she was like, I'm so sick of being compared to all these white girls who like pumpkin spice lattes. And I was oh like, I didn't say anything to you. You probably do like pumpkin spice lattes. And, like, literally, it's something I retweeted. And if you have an issue with it, that probably means that you're, like, doing that behavior that is, like, mm-hmm. being called out. Which is Definitely. what I've noticed with, like, white folks in general is, like, ugh, God. Anyway, but that, like, caused me to take, like, 
into consideration like what am I posting what and still I just came out with this music video like a couple weeks ago so good thank you so good. but I of course read the comments because I am a masochist I like scroll down and there's a comment that's like boo like I you know I didn't really appreciate the fact that you like we're making fun of white guys. That's a cheap joke. Like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm not I, just saying that, like, names like Matt, Chris, and John are, like, generic white boy names is not making fun. It's a sheer fact. Yeah. Like, and I just, like, have stopped responding. I right. used to, like, especially when I was drunk. Like, People that leave comments on Twitter, I mean, YouTube or, like, whatever, are YouTube the worst. YouTube and Reddit. YouTube is, like, commenters on YouTube are worse than the commenters on Reddit, I think. Um, They're also, but like, 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds, for real. And, like, suburban moms. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I now am pretty careful, too, about what I post because, like, not, not because of... Um, like the fear of being like called out because I think people are like oh call out culture like yeah. shut up you just, you're probably just defensive because you have something mm-hmm. for me it's not that it's like just protecting myself like energetically that's yeah exactly. that's how I feel yeah so do you have tips for like I don't know self love tips or things that you think are helpful for people to keep in mind while we're operating our lives online yeah. um. I think probably the most important thing would be, like, so I would, be, I, well, I mean, you well, didn't ask ahead, me the question, ahead. but I was like, I'm just like, yeah, just like set boundaries for no, yourself. Go, yeah. Like, yeah, just like set boundaries. Absolutely set boundaries for yourself. I have like time limits on my phone uh, and I definitely catch myself spending like hours uh, on mm, Instagram and I'm like, it's terrible. Me why? too. Why do I do this? And, and, um, comparing yourself to, uh, like, don't do that. Like, don't uh and i think also like a good balance of like following like you know the whatever you're like yeah. self-care like i love drag queens and i follow a fuck ton of like drag queens tattoo artists that i think are mm-hmm. cool um like ASMR yeah, like, videos yeah like, maybe like follow, videos. like follow things on. that are like inspiring or like spark joy instead of like some like influencer that you're gonna be like oh my god i need to go to the, to the gym like yeah not, oh my god not, why am i not vegan right. yeah like um i i do like mass unfollows all the time on facebook specifically and now i'm at this point where i only check facebook like if i remember to i don't have the mm-hmm. app on my phone i like maybe go on it like once a week if at all yeah um, okay, so we have a few. We had a few other topics that we like. Okay, yes, on. please, please, please. Yeah, so yes. go. The comedy scene in Chicago, and okay, and what you think about comedians, like certain comedians, in the wake of Me Too. Yeah. Um, um, cool. Well, like uh, this is topical yeah. because did you see what went down with that guy? That white guy just got cast on SNL. SNL. Yeah. Like, first of all, congratulations to Bowen and Chloe. Like, they're two comedians that I really look up to. Um, I just was on. Bowen's like live show of his podcast Lost Culturistas which is oh. incredible Dope. Um, they had like a live show in Chicago at Lincoln Hall where like 50 comedians from Chicago each had like one minute to like go absolutely off on like whatever like thing in pop culture mm. that they like dislike um, and that was really fun but um, yeah so this like white guy that got cast on I don't even know his name is that sad mm. um, he, his, he's just the like new white guy that they have to cast a new one every year on SNL, like, said some 
racist shit he used the c word uh like at the slur for asian folks Mm -hmm. uh like he he used that word in like a podcast that he was recording and like there are a bunch of like white comedians like coming to his like you know aid or not his aid but like yeah coming to defend him and like there was this guy that was on bring the funny his name is matt rife i'm not afraid to say his name i'm going to like absolutely like get read for filth by some of his like fans but like matt rife who like on bring the funny like chrissy teigen like fell in love with him she's like oh my god matt you're so handsome and like he <laughs> tweeted some shit like oh like digging up stuff from a comedian's past that's like bad that's not nice you're just fucking doing that because you're jealous it's like no like we didn't really have to dig for that that was like less than a year ago that he said chink on that podcast and like oh my god yeah that's it's terrible yeah he's gross you see he's not even cute (laughs) he's not cute at all and when people ask me like legit like people ask me like about some of the comedians that are on that show there are two specifically him and rocky davis who like they're both kind of like hot boy comedians who are like their like entire shtick is like i have abs and that's ha 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 like no it's oh not funny like if you want and there's this like oh no he's not being racist he's just being edgy it's like no if you want to be edgy like do jokes about how like it's just going for like a racial story like an that's easy, not edgy like cop right that's I mean, racist right. like you're not being edgy you're being racist if you want to be edgy like do comedy about how like trans women are women it's mm-hmm. not a joke, but, totally. like, just, like, write, I don't know, like, yeah. do jokes about stuff that, I don't know, because I feel like mm-hmm. the stand-up comedy, like, genre itself, like, in America is, like, Reddit guys, like, just, like, watching and, like, mm-hmm. just looking for something to, like, you know, comment on. Yeah. And be like, oh, that's stupid, like, you know, whatever. And, like, I don't know. The, you, yeah, go, go. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, it's, like, I feel like it's, I've heard some other comedians, like, mention this, too, and it's, like, yeah, it's, like, hard to know, like where to like draw like the line because like you should be able to say like whatever right but no what is too far yeah like don't be racist don't be transphobic don't be homophobic and well like don't see like 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 right like dave chappelle's like his i didn't see it no special or whatever i don't think i'm gonna watch it in the light of me too i think boys are scared and there are like actually jokes that like male comedians have been doing they're like well i don't get me too it's like then don't rape somebody mm-hmm. like full fucking stop like <laughs> don't like you know yeah. straight up like yeah then just, just don't <laughs> you don't want to get me too then don't sexually assault somebody and don't say something and like don't be racist and don't be racist and, and don't be a fucking jerk mm-hmm. on that note i'm like yeah any thoughts or comments on like louis ck and like is he like their comeback to comedy louis i uh can't he's not he's not welcome yeah. in the community anymore he put other women in danger um aziz is tricky i watched his special yeah i saw it too did you yeah. what did you think um yeah i mean yeah it's like really very complicated um because the cause woman situation was rescinded like, her comment yeah and like the situation yeah i think like i feel kind of bad that his name is even like next to louise because i don't think that they're like the same not thing. <laughs> like so. but I, I think with aziz's new special like he he talks about it he right away it. he addresses it right away he apologizes yes. and he literally is like i think that you can see he's changed mm-hmm. or at least that he's like holding himself accountable and he's like yeah. working to change um which is like 
Yeah, it's like the like just like least like it's like what you. I can still don't do. think he's as funny as women. <laughs> like <laughs> she said it, she said it on the podcast. Uh, like I, I don't think men are um, funny. That's it. <laughs> That's End it. of podcast. No. <laughs> End of episode. Um, yeah. Well, the like field of comedy has been becoming more diverse, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, and making thank God, some steps. Right. Making steps. Um, we there... don't need another white guy on SNL. I'm here to say we don't need another white guy on SNL. We already have one, uh, like, at least. We, you know, is Seth Meyers still on the show? I don't watch it, and I feel bad. No, he has his own show, but, like, uh, we have way too many white guys on mm-hmm. SNL at this point. Like, we, and Bo and Yang is the first Asian cast member. And before anyone says, like, Rob Schneider's Filipino, it's like, no, he's, like, 2% Filipino. Like, oh, my God. No, he does not count. And um, Fred Armisen doesn't count either. Like, yes, he's Asian, but he's not, like, 100p, you know, Asian. Um, <laughs> like, Fred Armisen can't play Kim Jong-un on SNL. Right. You know? Are but, there other, like, f- like, female or, like, women or, like, just other people of color comics that like inspired you growing up or well amanda now uh uh definitely sarah silverman um fellow jewish comedian uh Mm. also my co-star in school of rock um she inspired me too because she was like dirty and i was like i like that she's like cute and she's she says things cutely but they're like disgusting yeah um are there other people like now that you like would like to work with or oh like <laughs> um katherine cohen i don't know if y'all follow her on twitter she's amazing um she's another musical comedian who also is uh half jewish um and she hosts a show every wednesday in new york at uh, club coming and she just like is great because she similar to me like she struggles with like image you know self-image and like confidence and and stuff like that but instead of like making jokes about how she hates herself she like somebody in this like magazine wrote about her like she wears her anxiety like a feather boa and i'm like i love that Mm -hmm. like she's just incredible um there uh, yeah there's a lot sorry did you were you gonna say something um no i was just gonna say because like we have to um like wrap up in a few minutes but like i mean i kind of mentioned this before i think you do so many things right Mm -hmm. and like we're all part of this like millennial like hustle generation where we have to like really like strive and fight to like make things work for our yeah what we want to do um so i guess i just wanted to say like props to you for like continuing on this path and like yeah trying to do what the fuck you yeah yeah you love yeah um i don't like referring to myself as a multi-hyphenate but amanda seals had this like episode of her podcast where she talked about being a multi-hyphenate artist and like if you are somebody that wears so many hats like actor musician comedian Mm -hmm. producer writer you have to like find whatever your common denominator is and i'm like here to say like i'm still trying to figure out what that is so i'm Mm -hmm. like very much like a work in progress we all are always definitely but thank you for saying all those nice things (laughs) yeah um yeah thank you so much for sitting down with us and i'm so glad that we found out that we are fucking neighbors so we need to hang out let's hang out (laughs) bake a cookie or two yes (laughs) but um yeah i don't know if there's like anything like that you want to plug if you're like doing anything like people should check out or like just like 
plug your social oh, social media. Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Becca Julia Brown. It's B E C C A. There are no K's in my name whatsoever. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Yeah, I do shows all over the city, and I usually will post them in my Instagram stories and on my Twitter. And then I'm shooting a movie with Michael DeVille, the dream boy of Chicago rap. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I are shooting a movie called Bad Animal, and we are currently raising funds for that. Um, but be on the lookout for some like hot BTS, and like, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun time. We on it. We we tuned in. So Oh, and if you haven't checked out my music video, what are you even doing, babe? My music video is on my YouTube. I think it's probably in the link of my like Instagram bio. I think it is. We can link it too. But yeah, we'll oh God, yes. share it. It's so funny. Thank you. Forgot your name. Forgot your name. Yes. Cool. Well thanks. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Yay. We'll we'll have to do this again to cover yes. everything we didn't cover. But yes, thanks. part two, part two. Yeah. Is it